Welcome to Recap Rewind, episode number one. I haven't done anything like this before. I just wanted to, you know, with Tori, have a monthly episode where we discussed everything in pop culture. So welcome, Tori. Thank you. I'm so excited to be chatting with you about these things. I love pop culture. And originally I felt like it was going against the theme of Neon Woman. But then when I thought about it, it's something I'm passionate about. And I think part of being a woman is sometimes the superficial stuff, like celebrities. So I'm going to talk about it. I love that. Can you expand on that? Because I think that's so interesting. Like, why did you think it went against Neon Woman? I think, I mean, I haven't thought about it extensively, but my initial kind of gut reaction was, ooh, isn't that just, I don't know, like you're almost talking, not like talking trash, but you're talking about celebrity culture and is it even really important? And I feel like the other themes of Neon Woman I'm trying to talk about, important, deep, meaningful things. I think that's so interesting because I talk about this all the time or have this inner struggle all the time. But I really, truly believe, yeah, you're right. Some of the stuff is is super superficial. Like, But <laughs> I think a lot of it is just um, as women, most of our hobbies or interests are deemed as like not important or basic or dumb or whatever. So... Yes, some of it, from an objective standpoint, is superficial, but also, like, just embracing what you, like, truly like to talk about. So I love that journey for both of us. (laughs) And it's also such a big part of everyone's lives. Like, if you have a smartphone, you probably have Instagram. And if you have Instagram, you're probably seeing all this stuff every day. Why not talk about it? I completely agree. Yeah, so I'm going to talk about it and people can listen to it or they can't. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's part of being a neon woman is to just do what you enjoy. Absolutely, totally. I love that. And it really does have an impact on our culture or like the more important things. So um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about these stories with you. Yeah, I mean, you and I kind of connected through Instagram, through the interview that you did on my podcast. And then when I had this idea to put Recap Rewind together, I reached out to you. And I mean, I love your take on pop culture for your podcast. So can you maybe just talk a little bit about Ready to be Petty and maybe how it fits in with what we're doing here? Totally. So I host a podcast called Ready to be Petty and we talk about pop culture moments, celebrity gossip and reality TV. And obviously the main theme is like petty kind of bullshit type stuff that, again, I feel like we all want to talk about, but maybe sometimes are like shamed into not talking about it. Um, But I do try to weave in more like 
of the cultural impact or like feminist themes or um yeah different like social justice things because that's just the way that my mind works those are really my two interests and they intersect in an interesting way um on the podcast so it's kind of just like a mixture of things that I care about because you probably care about them too my listeners like we all have the same interests so yeah thanks (laughs) thank you for being a part of it I'm interested to see because I live in Australia I'm interested to see whether I'm you know I might not know a lot of stuff that's going on we don't always get all of the pop culture information so it'll be interesting to see like each other's take on what's going on in in pop culture yeah and that's something I actually wanted to ask you too because you're right you do live in Australia most of the things we're talking about are things that happen in the U.S. Um, so and Canada is just ingrained into a lot of like the Hollywood U.S. culture in this aspect but I was curious about yeah how do you get your information is the things that are popular um like the Kardashians etc popular in Australia because you I think originally we were chatting about like Kristen Cavallari which we're going to talk about later today and I was like I did not know she had that big of a reach like an international fan base I mean it's hard to know I mean the Kardashians I feel they're just huge everywhere I will say now on record that I don't watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, <laughs> but you can't you can't escape it. They are everywhere. Kristen Cavallari. I mean, I've been a fan of her since The Hills, and then when I was older, I actually went back and watched Laguna Beach. So I guess I've been more exposed to her in the last like five years than I ever was before. I don't know if she's that big over here, but I am aware of her, so I'm aware of like what's going on in her world plus I get most of my pop culture news from Instagram I follow like e-news that kind of thing it's kind of surface level knowledge I'm not we do you don't really get like the pop culture news coverage here I'm not sure what it's like over there is it on the tvs and things yeah for sure like e-news has a daily TV show that covers all these stories, etc. It started as, I think, a TV show, and then it's obviously reached um, new heights with being like having a website and having social media. And it's just so interesting to me about how you're learning about these things because, like, Laguna Beach and the Hills were so ingrained of like this is what it means to be a a North American teenager and like. Obviously, they grew up really rich and around the beach and stuff like that. But a lot of the, like, party scenes or friend scenes or the clothes that they were wearing, I was like, I, that's exactly what I looked like or was doing and stuff. So it's so interesting that, yeah, people still enjoy it, yeah, in a, in a totally different country. Yeah, I mean, I'm originally from the UK and that's, there's more, maybe more of a reach there. Yeah, I noticed that too, like the UK has a similar discourse about celebrities than to North America than I feel like other Commonwealth countries, like even Australia, I feel like it's 
maybe not as prevalent. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's not as prevalent here, but if anyone's Australian and they're listening, you can correct me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But the general theme of Recap Rewind is every month we'll kind of cover, I mean, seven's my lucky number, so we'll cover about seven kind of recap topics from the month. And then at the end, we'll do what I call like a rewind moment where we'll pick a, quite a famous pop culture moment from a few years ago and just discuss that. I'm so excited. And you picked some really great topics. January 2021 has been quite a big month. 100%. Um, and I think that a lot of the stories that have blown up are directly because of like the pandemic and where we are in the world I don't think a lot of these like smaller stories would become so mainstream if if we weren't in the situation that we were in no I mean I've tried to choose like a balance of of topics there's a bit too much Kardashian (laughs) uh, influence for my liking but next time hopefully not Yes, yeah. The Kardashians have had a really big month and they continue to with like um the ending of their TV show and stuff like that. So but they're always in the media. There's always something going on there. Yeah. So I guess the first topic is Kim Kardashian's divorce. Are yeah. we shocked? Yes and no. I think that the the parts of me that are shocked are just because it's always shocking, I think, when people get divorced. Um, the parts that aren't shocking to me are just, like, the last couple of years have been really difficult, I feel like, on their relationship. Like, even just Kanye running for president as recently as this November. And, like, Kim, it was kind of vague, but, like, previously have supported, like, the Dems and I just feel like how how could a relationship withstand some of this behavior and some of this like delusion that's going on so yeah I was I was kind of in the middle I have kind of been on the outside of it I mean I don't follow any of them on social media I probably should seeing as I'm doing this (laughs) but I don't but I wasn't that shocked I mean, they they began dating in April 2012. They were engaged in October 2012, which seems quite fast. Wow. Okay. So I love my, my source is Wikipedia. I might say yes. Um, and you're yeah. I think you're right. And I, I think looking back on some of these things, like you're totally right. That's insanely fast. Like that is not the norm at all so um I mean they were friends beforehand but I mean I can't imagine me being engaged to a friend after like six months totally like that is absolutely um like well we look at her Chris Cart uh Chris Humphrey's marriage and I think that's something that like basically only happens in the celebrity world (laughs) yeah yeah. And then they were married in May 2014. And now as of January, they're supposedly getting a divorce. Although 
when I did my research, they haven't actually filed for divorce yet. Totally. Is it happening? Is it not happening? And I think that that was another reason why I wasn't so shocked is like, there's vague rumors um, and he's been living in Wyoming for a few months um, and like bought a huge property there. So there's definitely signs, but she's still wearing like a small wedding band um, in pictures and stuff. So I think that's the part where I'm kind of like, maybe it isn't even true. And maybe this is just, again, another rumor. Um, so I'm not sure, but I, I do like her as a person and I, I do wish her the best. Like if this is what she needs, then I support it. I guess if it is going to happen, do we think it's going to get a messy divorce or will it be amicable? I mean, I feel like it wouldn't be messy. I I feel like it wouldn't be messy because Chris Jenner would control the media narrative um, and make it not messy. I feel like personally, um, it would probably be messy. I think like sometimes we don't even think about though, like rich people and celebrities, like he can fly to see his kids whenever he wants and sometimes I think about those things that they have like the privileges that we wouldn't have if a couple split and lived in different parts of the country and stuff. So, um, and she'll have the best lawyers. That was another rumor that she was talking to one of the big, um, I think it's Laura Wasserman, the one of the big, big celebrity divorce lawyers. So, um, I'd be interest interested to see what comes out of that for sure. Yeah. And then I wonder if we'll see kind of the downfall of their relationship on the last season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. That also really interests me because we also know how they can spin a narrative, any narrative that they want on Keeping Up. So I think that's why I'll be tuning in. I've kind of been a little bit bored of the Kardashians TV show because it always came out way after all of these incidents happened. And I was like, I've moved on, but I will be looking for clues <laughs> during this last season. The last time I watched it was when she married Chris Humphreys. I remember so. that was like a huge deal. I lived with three other girls. I was in uni and it was like a two night event. And we like did like potluck meals and all gathered around this like 15 inch tv or whatever and like (laughs) it was amazing yeah I'll be interested to see if Kanye has any twitter outbursts yes yes and he's like alluded to on twitter that Chris and Kim are like you need to stop tweeting like these things they're personal and private and not good for the press and stuff like that so it will be interesting to see what he has to say if he's not like being asked by Chris to to not say anything. Yeah. We shall see. We that shall. leads us in very nicely to topic number two, which due to the divorce rule, not due to the divorce rumor, but there was another rumor in January that Kanye West was sleeping with Jeffree Star which is what caused his divorce from Kim. 
Yes. Did you follow Jeffree Star before? I don't. I haven't and I didn't. And yeah, you might have to you fill me in on this. You don't need to. <laughs> but like, <laughs> save yourself the time. Basically, he is a um, huge YouTube celebrity makeup artist. And he's very controversial. He said some very harmful things to certain groups of people and um he's been embroiled in many many controversies um but I was like this is why he's famous is he's playing into all of these rumors posting videos um captioning his photos like Sunday service like it's like he is a PR mastermind and that's why these people do so good because we're all waiting for what they're going to come up with. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm kind of on the outside of the rumor, but I heard about it and I mean, really like. It was, it's so far fetched. Right. And that's why I'm interested to hear what you have to think about this because it basically just blew up from a TikTok, and it's just like a random girl on TikTok. So it's wild that these stories can come into the mainstream from just like, she had like a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. Like it wasn't even like millions of viewers or anything. And it's so weird how these one little story like can just blow up. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's true. I, I think it's just a bizarre rumor that happens, but I'm also like, I also wouldn't be surprised if, a few months down the track it came out as being true it's one of those totally. crazy things that happen totally I'm kind of holding out for that like it's that's so funny as much as I'm like this is not true there's always a part of me that it's like well could it and yeah I'm the same I'm like I'm just waiting for that one day that maybe it is proved to be true <laughs> yeah I mean we should say allegedly they allegedly slept together Yes, and he, um, Jeffrey, one of the big factors in this is he lived in Calabasas, where Kim and Kanye used to live, and then mm. he moved to Wyoming. Yes, and, like, that is just so weird because it's, like, who moves to Wyoming? <laughs> like, <laughs> when you're in, like, yeah, like, when you're in the the Hollywood scene, why would you choose to move somewhere completely random? So I think that's, that's yeah. That's one of the things of, like, maybe that's why it did blow up. Maybe there's a kernel of truth in there. Yeah. Mm. We shall see. We shall. <laughs> I don't think it's true, but, you know, I, I also wouldn't I, be surprised. In my heart of hearts, I don't think it's true, but literally with the stories that are coming out nowadays, I'm like, <laughs> anything could be true. Yeah, I don't, but I basically, I could believe that anything's true, really. There's a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff happening. Me too, me too. Like, I'm a gullible, but, like, also the world, like, I'm surprised all the time. Like, so. Well, it's a crazy place right now, so. It is. So, stay tuned. Maybe in a future episode of Recap Rewind where we're talking about the receipts of the Jeffrey and Kanye hookup. We called it first. <laughs> yes, yes. 
<laughs> and then, I mean, topic number three is more Kardashians. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping up with the Kardashians ending after 20 seasons. Yeah. That's crazy. Has anything else ever run for 20 seasons? I don't think in the reality TV space. Like, I know, like, Degrassi, which is a Canadian... Yes. Um, yes, yes. Like, a uh, fictional um, scripted TV show. Like, stuff like that has been around for 20 years. But in reality TV, maybe the challenge... Um, or real world, I, I can't remember how many seasons they had, but um, those are even like more, at least the challenge is more like game show, like Survivor and stuff like that. That's more like game show for me, even though that it's called reality TV. But stuff like the Kardashians, like they were on the cutting edge and like their impact, like the show's impact, it spawned. Um, a million other TV shows. So it is quite like historic. I will give them that. I mean, I have, I've watched it. Back in the day, I watched it. Not like religiously, but I would tune in every now and then because it was such a phenomenon. I mean, it started in 2007 and I don't know if anyone thought it would become what it has become. I mean, it launched all of their careers in a crazy way. Absolutely. And if you look at all of the TV shows nowadays, like we're going to talk about very Cavallari and Southern Charm and stuff, this style of TV show really started with them. So um, like the kind of produced storylines with the interview moments, like it just, yeah, it, it really has had an impact on the TV landscape, and that's why it's so monumental. But they signed a deal with Hulu, I believe. Well, that's one of my kind of questions. Is this really the end? I mean... I don't know. I think they like to have an outlet where they can script the narrative of the story and and look like the the good guys in all of the the situations and like drama they're a part of. Um, and I don't think the TV show was actually their, like, bread and butter. Like, I think most episodes nowadays get, like, a million and a half viewers, which doesn't seem like that much. Um, but I don't know what they're planning with Hulu. But I do have a hard time believing that this is the end of their, like, television careers. Yeah. I mean, it really... It launched the appeal of becoming famous because you're famous. Like, yes. kind of, it propelled the kind of Paris Hilton persona into something massive. You know, it's like, what do they really, what did they really do before keeping up with the Kardashians? Totally. And now that type of celebrity is everywhere, like on YouTube, on TikTok, on TV, like people that are famous for not like a singular talent. Like obviously they have talents, they're smart, they're um, obviously business savvy. business savvy, super business savvy. Like um, they're trendsetters in fashion and, and stuff like that. Like they definitely um, have talents, but it's not that kind of singular talent like singing or dancing or um, whatever. So you're right. 
not only have they changed TV, but they've changed basically who can be celebrities. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I won't say I'm a huge fan of them, but I, I mean, what they've done for pop culture is pretty insane. Truly. Yes, I have kind of soured on them over time. I used to be huge Kardashian fans, like, would read and support every venture that they've ever done. But, um, and I was kind of talking about this on my podcast this past week is like, did they kind of do too much? I feel like they were like, even us now, three out of seven stories are Kardashians and it won't always be like this, but like, (laughs) (laughs) they're, they're just so like, they're just everywhere and I am so ingrained in every mainstream piece of media that um, sometimes I'm like maybe it was a little bit too much and kind of less is more and kind of leave us wanting more I feel like they're so exposed on the internet that I just like I'm not super invested as I once was yeah it's too much really yeah but people want it so they're gonna keep keep giving it that's the thing is like it's maybe turned me off but they obviously still have a massive fan base um each one of them individually so um yeah we'll see what happens after the tv show but I doubt that this is the end of their um tv careers but it's weird and I haven't seen any speculation about this online either it's like what is their plans for Hulu is it another reality tv show is it one-off um like events um that they want to film um is it for some of their other interests like I just I don't know and it's all of them that have signed off um so or signed on, I guess. Um, Cause that's what I was thinking. Like if it was just Kim, maybe she's going to talk about like prison reform or, or some of her other interests or Courtney, maybe she talks about push her website, but um, I think it's all of them have signed on. So I, I just can't even fathom what it could be. Chris Jenner isn't ready to, to leave reality TV yet. <laughs> I don't think she is. And she always had that dream of like having a talk show and stuff like that. She had the Chris show for a hot minute. So I don't know. I am intrigued to see what they have planned. And it's such a major get for Hulu too. Like, um, and we see others. We don't get Hulu over here. So I miss that. I I don't think we get it in Canada either. I'll have to like illegally find it. (laughs) But, um, it's just so weird and all of these streaming services are um, capturing all of these big celebrities to do shows for them. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, and then I guess, what do we think they will kind of address or wrap up in the final season? The, the Kim Kardashian divorce, possibly? Yeah, hopefully that... Um, I think that Rob makes some appearances, which is nice because Rob has kind of been um, in and out of the TV show, depending on what he's kind of got going on. I think like what I want to see is just more of their like family dynamics and maybe some look backs over time. Um, Yeah, that would be good. 
I loved the trailer when it was like, oh, there's Courtney giving birth to Mason, who is now like 10 years old. Like, I love that kind of stuff that all of that is like, like captured on on video. Yeah. I mean, it will be forever iconic, whether you like it or not. Yes. Yes. What do you think they're going to capture on the last season? I mean, the last time I watched it was, you know, Chris Humphrey's wedding. <laughs> I have no idea what's happened since then. But I feel like it would just be like a closure of everything. Trying to wrap things up more than they can't create new storylines. So I think it's going to be more of, I guess, the kind of ending side of things, wrapping up what they've already established. Yeah, I agree with you. And it seems like they also filmed the decision to end the TV show. So I think that that will be also one of the biggest storylines is maybe hearing more about what their plans are for the future and what their thought process was going into ending it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll watch. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's one of those things where I just have to just... Just for me to get some closure, even. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I'll be interested to see what kind of comes comes in its place. Totally. Because even when we think of the Kardashians' um, time on television, like, they had tons of spinoffs. Like, there was um, Courtney and Kim take, like, Miami. and, and I did like that one. Me too. I liked those ones, actually, like, more than, like, the... The normal show but yeah like take new york um they went to the hamptons there was robin china there was Ky- life of kylie um scott's home improvement show like chloe's talk show like there's just yeah like they've always been on tv in some iteration so yeah i don't think they're leaving it for good no me neither okay let's Switch from Kardashian world (laughs) for now. The next topic is an interesting one. Carly Kloss and the alleged, I guess it's a rumour, that the bonus tracks from Taylor Swift's Evermore are about her. I love this whole realm of possibility. I'm very avidly involved in it. Me too. I I just wish that this was true. And I I fully believe it is. Like I I truly believe it is true. Yes. I I am a Kaler supporter. Same. Um what do you think about it? Because you probably know more than I do. I mean, I will say that I'm a member of like a Facebook page and a few Tumblr pages. Again, I'm I'm not kind of I'm not someone who's providing content on them. I'm just digesting the content that's there. But it fascinates me. I I wasn't really a Kayla fan or believer when it was happening. I never I didn't even think about it. It was literally when folklore got released. Well, it was when Reputation got released. Shortly after that, people were saying that Reputation was about Carly. And at the time, I was like, "Mm, okay. And then there was some pretty compelling evidence with, like, the album art and 
how it's like Taylor's eye on one side, Carly's on the other. That's pretty crazy, but believable. And then Folklore was released last year, and it just kind of, I don't even know how I fell into the whole world, but I did, and I've basically been a believer ever since. Me too, and I think, like, one of the learning lessons for me, I really think, is, like, just assuming everyone's heterosexual. Like, I think that, like, that has been, like, an eye-opener for me, is, like, I just assumed, like, I paid so much attention to her relationships with guys, and I just um, didn't with, like, her potential relationship with Carly and with um, Diana Argon. Aragon? I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Agron? Agron? Yeah, something like that. But yeah, I, so I think that's been a learning moment for me is just like, we need to like push back on that. And like, that's just the way that we've been like, socialized and raised. Um, or at least that's been my experience. And so just every chance that I have to push back on that um, is really important. Um, and just looking at their pictures and, um, the lyrics to certain songs, um, and her, um, releasing the song Me with, um, the music video that comes with it, like, it just tells a story that I wasn't looking at and that is just so interesting. And I really am a believer. I, I really do believe that this relationship was real and I love dissecting the lyrics and you're right. I'm the type of person that's digesting the information. I'm not like coming up with these theories, but yeah, I, it's so interesting to me. <laughs> it is because I mean, we all know that everything Taylor Swift does is for PR in a, in a good way. A lot of the time, you know, her entire life is, spinning the narrative how she wants it to be spun and if that includes you know all of her previous boyfriends if you look at the boyfriends I mean do we really believe that they were legit 100% that you bring up another good point is like some of these relationships with like Harry Styles in particular is one that stands out to me as like were they put together for press um, and to boost both of their careers? Like, some of the answers are probably yes. Um, And people are like, well, what about style and, like, the songs and stuff like that? But it's like, you could be drawing from other inspiration and toss in a hook or, like, a word like style and have it speak to um another person or out of the woods I think is another example or maybe they dated and if you're pretend dating someone I'm sure you like still like like them a little bit like or yeah there's there's still an affection maybe that you have for this other person so um I just wish one day and I don't think we'll ever get it but I wish so badly that we would have like some type of tell-all from Taylor herself I mean now that I am a believer I can't listen to reputation lover folklore or evermore from a heterosexual 
perspective. I just can't. Yeah, it it seems to so clearly be talking about someone else that, yeah, that it's really hard to. So let's talk about, because this is like kind of news to me. I'm going to pull up the two tracks to Evermore. The, the, it's the two bonus tracks, right? I mean, I think people think the whole of Evermore is about Carly, but this in particular was the bonus tracks. Right. So there's the song Right Where You Left Me. Yep. And, and it's, it's time, to, time go. to go. Yeah. And it's funny because I think that, um, so the first time I heard both of those songs, I was like weeping. I was like, this, I'm not in like the emotional place to listen to these songs. Um, but it's actually funny. I legitimately think that those are the two of my favorite songs on Evermore. Yeah. And I feel like in, in the bonus tracks she releases on albums, they're often the most telling. I remember, I think it was 1989. She refused, apparently, she refused to play the bonus tracks on tour. And apparently she told someone in a secret session that if she played Wonderland, everyone would know who it was about. So I feel like on her bonus tracks, she keeps them as bonus tracks because she can kind of, she doesn't have to give so much of an explanation. You're right, because they were released, like, after a lot of the press and... um if she's going on, say, an Evermore world tour, technically they're not on the album. So yep. you can kind of skirt around playing them. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a source for that, but I have read that. I've seen that of, like, over three Tumblr and stuff. It's pretty interesting. That's fascinating. That's so interesting. Yeah, I, I just... I did find those songs like probably the more most personal. So Yeah. It all I mean, just right, makes sense. Right where you left me, the first lyric is friends break up, friends get married. Who do we know that got married? Yeah. Yeah. So Ugh. plus, you know, the whole timeline with Joe, it doesn't add up. Even with like yeah. the lover album, the timeline doesn't line up. Like, um, do you mean the lyrics couldn't be about him because of the timing? I think it was more reputation, maybe. The timing of when they got together couldn't have been about him. That's so wild. I should do a deep dive. (laughs) Yes, you should. That is so interesting. Yeah, and for some reason, this is, again, maybe reading too much into things, but like, I don't hear a lot about Joe as a person himself and as a partner to Taylor Swift. And like, do you think that's end game for her? Like, do you think she's secretly married and like that some of these songs were about him and that he like co-wrote some of them? It seems like weird to me. I was very upset when she said that he was William Bowery Bowery. I just... I don't believe that he wrote those songs. Me neither. I believe neither. somebody did, but it's not him. It can't be him. I don't think it's him either. And, like, the story about him, like, singing it in their house and then her just, like, popping in and being like, hey, I really liked that. Like, can we, like, lay a track? Like, it just, 
is suspect to me. And she kept him secret, then she announced that it was him. If that's the case, why not have him at the Long Pond sessions? All the other creators of the album were there. 100% and it was so weird to me that she kept his identity a secret and then like a month later releases the name whereas like stuff like when she used a pseudonym for this is what you came for the Rihanna and Calvin Harris song like she didn't share that that was her pseudonym for like years and it was only after much speculation did it come out that it was actually her right so yeah the whole thing is fascinating to me I mean from a Kayla perspective they connected in 2012 they were basically inseparable for 2013 and 14 they did the Vogue cover in 2015 and then it basically went quiet yeah to me that's not a that's not something that happens in a friendship Yeah, I love the Vogue cover so much. And yeah, I've seen like the pictures of them like dancing and stuff. And I don't want to ever assume anything of anyone. But like, um, it just seems the way that you would like hold a romantic partner and stuff. So um, we may never know, but my mind is, (laughs) my mind is always wandering there are also some great TikTok series. I will say that. I need on, to get TikTok. You do. Uh, actually, honestly, anyone who does not have TikTok, like, truly you should not get it because it is such a time suck that, like, if you can stay away, that is probably best. But um, I have learned so many things. And some of these internet detectives do great series on like dissecting like these lyrics and stuff like that more than I could ever ever do so yeah I definitely recommend doing a Kaler search on TikTok (laughs) yeah maybe I'll do a deep dive at one point I would definitely tune in to that (laughs) I 100% believe that the bonus tracks at least are about Carly No, no one can convince me otherwise (laughs) I love that is there like specific lyrics or specific references or something that indicates I mean right where you left me friends get married what's I can't think of any other of Taylor's friends who got married I may be wrong but Carly's wedding was you know a big deal yeah and then it's time to go I mean there's a lyric when the words of her sister come back in whispers, that proves she was not what she seemed. Not a twin from your dreams. I mean, when they were inseparable, everyone was saying that they were basically twins. Totally. Well, they're like so tall, skinny, blonde, like they both look like models. Carly and there's is a another, model. There's another lyric, I can't remember which bonus track it's from, but there's another lyric that says when he insists that friends look each other look at each other like that or something it's like how is that like how can you interpret that anywhere else totally they were friends you know do friends look at each other like whatever that is i don't know yeah oh it's so juicy i could talk about this all day (laughs) literally me too me too it's one of those things that just like have endless 
endless little hints that I will always be looking for. And that, that is really the genius of Taylor Swift. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I will always be a fan. I just, yeah. I'll save my thoughts for a deep dive, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm also a fan and um, I've been loving her new music. Um, I was listening to Reputation earlier today because I think that Reputation is my favorite album of hers. And yeah, I just, I want more info. I want the tell-all movie or the tell-all book. Please. I would suggest reading The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. There was a rumor that even the author kind of tweeted something and said that the character could be Taylor. The book is kind of eerily interesting. Oh my god! It's a novel. Like, it's a novel, but... Yeah. Oh, I love this. Okay, I've never heard that take. I've definitely heard of the book, but... Okay, this is so interesting. I will definitely... I've been into reading lately, so... <laughs> it's a good book. Like, even if you don't believe that it's about Taylor Swift, it's a good book. Okay, cool. Thanks yeah. for the recommendation. I love that. I'll send you the... um screenshot of the tweet yes please do that's the that's the type of dms that i want (laughs) it's like whoa that's crazy yes okay that this is the stuff i love (laughs) it's pretty interesting yeah so topic number five is i don't really know if there's much to talk about with this but the possible one tree hill reboot yes did you oh go ahead ahead. i was just gonna say oh no you go ahead first because I'm probably leading into what we're going to talk about. (laughs) I don't know anything about this. I watched One Tree Hill when it was uh, released. I watched the first couple seasons religiously, and then it kind of fell off when the main main cast left. But I'm so interested in this. I mean, I loved it. I've actually been re-watching it, like, last year, this year. I've kind of lost interest with it now that um, Chad Michael Murray and Hilary Burton have left. I'm like, uh, I'm literally just watching it for Sophia Bush because she's my one true, one true girl crush hero. Everything I love her. Yes, yes. But apparently, James Lafferty, who pay, played Nathan Scott, he spoke to E News literally like a week ago or something. Um, and I guess every time someone from One Tree Hill is interviewed, they bring up, is there going to be a, re- a reboot? Because everyone is doing reboots, not always good ones. <laughs> yes. Um, so he apparently said that he was focused on Everyone is Doing Great, which is his new show with Stephen Coletti. By the way, I would love to see that, but I don't get Hulu. Me too. It looks so interesting. And obviously Steven's one of the Laguna Beach cast members. So obviously it's like two of my worlds colliding. But yeah, I don't think I get Hulu either. So I'll have to figure out some way to get it. <laughs> yeah, so James said he was. they were focused on that. Steven said that they would consider it if there was an opportunity. I just feel like, I mean, we all know that Mark Schwann was accused of sexual harassment back in 2017 both on the set of One Tree Hill and the Royals I just feel like there's no chance of a reboot without him but I also wouldn't want him to be a part of the reboot 
Totally. Yeah, I completely agree. I think like it's really difficult to move forward after something like this has happened, especially um, when it's like he's the creator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how they would do that if they had like the rights or whatever to do that. Um, and would it be a reboot with the original cast or would it be like a different storyline um, in the same town? Like, I don't know the details, but yeah, it would be really hard because um, like Hillary Burden and Sophia Bush and stuff have said, like, I will never work with him again. Fair enough. Which, yeah, completely valid. Um, so I don't know, but I'm always down for a reboot if it's like the whole cast and they put a lot into it. I hate when they try to do a reboot, but it's just like half-assed kind of. It, yeah. it does such a disservice to the to the original TV show. So um, I should definitely do a rewatch of One Tree Hill. Um, and I would definitely be interested in watching a reboot as well. But definitely not if his name is attached to it. And not if like the main character is there. I would watch it there. for sure. I just can't see it happening. I'd love to see it happen. But I don't know how they would do it. Me neither, especially because it's such a big cast as well. Like, it, it's a really big cast, and they just all have such different things going on that, yeah, I just, I don't see it happening, but it's sad. Yeah. I mean, what did you think of the Gilmore Girls reboot? I, I know it got a lot of hate, but I actually really liked it. I found it very emotional. <laughs> yeah, I also enjoyed it. I think that there was, like, some problematic, like, jokes and plot lines that I didn't like appreciate but like it was again this is what I mean it's like if you do a reboot you have to do it like this where it's like you go all out with the sets and the costumes and you have every single character back and you bring in you reference all the historical like uh storylines and you have all of the inside jokes and stuff like that's what you need to do and I actually love the way it ended um on the cliffhanger because I believe I speculate I know this is a spoiler but it came out like four years ago that um she gets back with Jess but the baby is um oh my gosh his name is slipping my mind um Uh, Logan. Logan yes I was going to say Luke, but obviously it's not Luke. Um, But I feel like the baby is going to be Logan's, but she gets back with Jess and it's like repeating what her mom did with her and um, her dad and Christopher and Luke. So, um, yeah, I fully believe that conspiracy theory is true and I really, really did enjoy it. I thought it was good. I think if One Tree Hill did a similar thing, it would work. That's such a good point. Like, maybe, yeah, don't come back for a full television show, but do, like, four installments. Because that's kind of what Will and Grace... I don't know if you ever followed Will and Grace. I watched it back in the day, but I didn't watch what they did recently. Yeah, so they came back for, like, a ten-minute scene... Um, yes, it was, I think, um, 
to vote for Hillary Clinton um, against Donald Trump in the 2016 election. So they just did like a 10 minute scene and then they brought the full show back. And I was just like, I just wish you kept it at that 10 minute scene. And I think that's the same with like maybe One Tree Hill or they even kind of did this with Zoe 101, but it's like, you don't have to give us a full-fledged TV show, but just yeah. do, like, something small. Um, and you have less chances of messing it up, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hope that one day we get something. But I, at the moment, I can't see it happening. Totally. Because I think, like, Will and Grace, it's like they had that moment where they came back, and then they did the full thing, and it fell apart. So it's like you don't have to, yeah, like do like a, a Netflix movie type thing or yeah. or something. I that would be my suggestion. Yeah, yeah. So topic number six is new Lana Del Rey music. Are you a Lana Del Rey fan? This might be weird, but I haven't listened to Lana Del Rey. Since her first album. Me neither. I mean, I loved her first album. Me too. Okay, like, I still know, like, the Summertime Sadness era. So good. I was addicted. I knew every lyric, every song. Yes, I was obsessed. And then it, it's so weird. I never listened to any of her other music. I think I listened to her second album. The name escapes me. But I did. And then... I've kind of heard bits from her since, but I'm interested to see what this album is like. It's her seventh studio album, so I I have not listened to a lot of albums in between. Oh my goodness, I was literally going to be like, oh, is it her like fourth? <laughs> That's what I thought, yeah. I was like, no, it's seventh, okay. Wild. Okay, yeah. that is actually wild. Yeah, I'm going to have to do some listening, but it's called Chemtrails Over the Country Club. I love that title. What are chemtrails? <laughs> I'm so hard to believe. Isn't it like, isn't it like when the, a plane flies over? That's yes, my understanding. Like the jet, like yes, um, yes. I love that. Yeah, but it's to be released in March this year. Do we think that she'll stick to what I call like the Lana Del Rey genre? I think she will. I hope so, because I feel like that's what I, like, initially really liked about her, is it w had such a unique sound. Um, and I don't think she's strayed too, too far away from that. No. Um, but it's funny, I feel like every single time she gets mentioned, I tell myself, go listen to her other music, and then I don't. So I think it's the perfect time for us to do a February binge <laughs> and be yes. ready for the seventh album in March. Yeah. I mean, I feel like she really found, like, her niche of music. And I've, I know that everyone should experiment and try new styles. But I think for her, she should just stick to what she already does, which is unique and no one else really does it. Totally. Her voice kind of reminds me of Adele. Um and why I say that is it just seems to fit a certain type of music so well that yeah. trying to do something else, like, would be weird. <laughs> yeah. 
I look forward to hear it and hearing it. I mean, it's produced by Jack Antonoff, who I love. Oh, okay, that's really interesting. Have they worked together before? I think so on one previous album. He's in okay. s- such high demand with everyone. Literally, because, yeah, if, if people don't know, he produced the last um, couple albums of Taylor Swift. I think, actually, he's had a hand in every album since, what, like, 1989? Yeah, and he did Lord's Melodrama, amazing album. Yeah, one of my favourites, obviously, and... um yeah, they had like a rumored romance and stuff like that, which is that's an interesting little yeah. tidbit. Yeah, so that that has been kind of um, talked about a little bit, but um, yeah, he is really in high demand. Yeah, I think he's a great producer, so I look forward to hearing what he's done with Lana Del Rey. Me too. I wonder if it'll have any. I'm trying to think of what like a signature Jack Antonoff sound is, but like I wonder if it will sound anything like or have any elements that he's brought to like Taylor's music. Probably. I'm interested to see if there's any collaborations. Yeah. Or like, yeah. you know, guest guest stars. <laughs> yes, <Any> yes. <laughs> yeah, like features. That's yeah, that's it. Yes, me too. Well, that's exciting. We got a lot of work to do. Yes, I have a lot of albums to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> me too. And I've got so many TV shows to listen to, and all my friends are like, add this one to your list, and I will eventually get around to it. Yeah. Oh, and then topic number seven, the final topic, is Kristen Cavallari versus Southern Charm. This blew up. Everyone is talking about it. Every single person is talking about it. Um, Basically what happened, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Madison LaCroix posted on Instagram mimicking a previous Instagram live of Kirsten's. um, And people were, like, commenting on that, obviously. And then um, it kind of came out that maybe Jay and Madison were seeing each other at some point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in December, Justin Anderson, who's Kristen's best friend, posted an Instagram live of Kristen dancing on Austin Kroll's shoulders, who I'm assuming is from Southern Charm. I've never watched Southern Charm. Yes, he is from Southern Charm. So one, I mean, why would you post a shit ton of drunk people on Instagram? I don't know, but it's your house, you can do what you want. And then it kind of, I don't really think it got, maybe it got backlash, maybe I missed it. But then Madison LaCroix apparently did a similar Instagram live where she made some kind of comment that her kids were not in the next room or something like that. Yes, because um, Kristen has three kids um, and they were home when she was partying. And then on the next, um, like the next morning on her Instagram stories, she was like having a sick day with them and she was obviously hungover. And I thought it was like cute and innocent and like parents can still have fun and and have some drinks and dance with their friends. I hope they still do that. Um when they have kids um 
and yeah it was kind of shady and from my perspective it seems like maybe jay was blowing madison off um yeah yeah because then Kristen and jay kind of responded with the exact same instagram photo and caption the caption was the world is full of users 10 years can't break that so everyone was like are they back together like it's no one knew but I think it was just their way of saying, like, don't bring our kids into it. 100%. I think it was just their way of saying, like, even though we're not romantically linked anymore, we're still co-parents. And, like, whatever petty bullshit you have won't break 10 years of a relationship. And, like, good for them. Like, and that yeah, is I love true. Them for that. Totally. Me too. But then Madison posted receipts of texts between her and Jay alleging that they slept together or had a relationship or something. I feel like she deleted a lot of her own texts from that screenshot. Yeah, it was weird the ones that she like released. Um and again like it's weird that she's even doing this. Like she could have just left it at at like what it is and maybe these people again are trying to stir up drama. She, I didn't know who she was before this, so, like, it definitely worked in that way. But it was just, like, unnecessary drama, and she's posting all these Instagram pictures, like, unbothered and just, like, so shady, which it's kind of funny, but, yeah. And it's also weird because it's, like, Jay and Kristen can date whoever they want. They're divorced. Um So she has already been linked to um, a comedian and and it's been pretty public. So um, it was just weird. Like, why was Jay maybe trying to hide the relationship? And that's why I thought maybe it it turned sour. Yeah. And then Justin Anderson responded by saying he only got involved because he was defending Kristen and the kids. It all just seems petty. Yes, and Justin Anderson, I think he's just, I think he's the hairstylist, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, like, again, he just wants to latch on to a situation to, like, be in the public eye. Because otherwise, he wouldn't be. He was on the third season of Very Cavalry, but, like, otherwise, and he has an Instagram following, obviously. But it's, like, this is his chance to be in, like, the bubble guy so he just like went full in I feel like yeah it was just it's a mess I feel like it's died down now but it was just an absolute mess and it seemed it all just seemed unnecessary yeah and it was kind of like what we were talking about before that like some of these stories that have made it really really big are ones that normally would wouldn't even last 24 hours in the news cycle but for some reason they're just like absolutely blowing up and like people again that like aren't even kind of mainstream people like Madison LaCroix or whatever her last name is is making headlines yeah I'd like to think she wasn't that well known in Australia but she probably is now (laughs) yeah completely that's so true yeah but then Kristen has a she's has a very strong PR game I feel like this will just go away and Everyone will forget that it happened. She was already, you know, like two days later, just promoting Uncommon James 
Fair enough. Totally. Like, the thing with Kristen is that she, other than very cavalry, um, she was on, like, Dancing with the Stars, and she did some, like, red carpets for E! Um, and obviously as, like, Uncommon James, but, like, she's kind of floated between projects and stuff. She hasn't really had a mainstay thing since The Hills, and she's managed to stay incredibly famous um, without kind of having having those things. Like, like if we think of even, like, Stephen Coletti, like, and his amount of fame compared to, like, Kristen's, it's, like, night and day. So, um yeah. Yeah, she's a genius at, like, PR and just, like, staying in the media. Yeah. Good for her. I mean, if you're good at it, why not do it? (laughs) Totally. And, like, she needs it to drive her business and stuff. So um, it seems like they might be, like, opening another location of her store. Like, seems like they're doing better than ever. Yeah. Well, that is the recap of January in pop culture. The last section is Rewind. So you actually chose the Rewind topic. I'm going to honestly say I don't know a lot about this topic. I feel like I missed the whole thing. <laughs> honestly, I kind of wish I missed the whole thing too. <laughs> like, oh, I just, like, yeah, it, it was such a disaster, but... Yes. Do you want me to give you like a little bit of a recap or do you want yeah, to dive so into it? What are we rewinding to? The Chloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson um, falling out. Okay. Which happened in, if you can believe it,
February 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I am aware that it happened, but I don't really remember the whole scandal. It was literally days before um, Chloe gave birth to Tristan and her baby, True. Um, And basically it was just a bunch of video footage of him making out and bringing girls home from the club um, in New York uh, when she was like um, where he was playing basketball, I think. Like he would travel around, she was pregnant at his home and he was like actively cheating on her in public. (laughs) And I think that that was like the weirdest part of it is that it was so publicized and he continued to do it like there's a time where he's taking a girl to a hotel room she has like an overnight bag and there's paparazzi and just like no and like the paparazzi's like talking to him like it's just it's so weird how public it was and then it came out that he cheated on her with Kylie's best friend yeah so a few weeks after that um he was at a party or he hosted a party and um Jordan was there Jordan Woods which was Kylie's best friend at the time um they lived together she was on Life of Kylie um truly best friends and um apparently all night they were flirting she was sitting on his lap all of this stuff and then they got up to leave and apparently he kissed her Um, and that's all that happened allegedly, but not, I shouldn't even say that's all what happened because that is obviously still inappropriate, but, um, but, um, basically she didn't push back or any, or like say like, stop, you're like Chloe's, um, boyfriend and baby daddy. So she went on Red Table Talk, Jada Pinkett Smith's TV show and did like a full tell all um that was really interesting and she kind of does um she does admit that there was interaction interactions that she should have stopped but she also says like where's the blame on Tristan as well true I mean there should be blame for both people totally because I think um it's like yeah don't hook up with your sister's um friend or don't if you're the friend don't hook up with your friend's sister's boyfriend yeah (laughs) but um I think it was tough because I think at this point Chloe was like really forgiving him for his indiscretions um and then um they broke up but it seems like they've been back together for a few months now yeah literally yesterday there was a news article that said they're planning for baby number two I was like, when did I miss this? <laughs> that actually is um, a throwback to like topic three because um, when you asked about what our potential storylines um, uh, in the trailer, yes. um, it's you see Chloe going to Tristan and being like, well, I want a sibling for True. It's like she's two or three now. Like it's the perfect time to have a sibling. And um maybe um is gonna ask him yeah okay (laughs) it's it's so complicated 
actually it's, like, it's so weird it's so weird to think about that but I guess it's less weird because it seems like they are together um, and if you really love someone I mean forgiveness is forgiveness is powerful totally like that's probably not something in my <laughs> my <laughs> life that I would forgive but like if you have that in you like who am I to judge but um yeah she's been spotted with like a really big diamond ring and they quarantined together all through 2020 um so he could see true so um yeah it seems like they're back together I think the one part that I always forget um but that is really interesting is Chloe got together with Tristan when Tristan's girlfriend was about to give birth to another baby so Tristan has two kids and one of them was born like a year before true and I don't know the exact relationship status of his ex-girlfriend and him at the time but they hooked up and there might have been some overlap with the girlfriend but yeah she was like full-on like nine months pregnant And then Chloe was literally, like, nine months pregnant, and he was, like, basically doing the same thing. There's a pattern here. Yes, yes. And that's that's one of the hardest things to reconcile, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I wish them the best, and if she believes that he's the person for her, then, I mean, it's up to her to figure it out. Completely, yes. But I that's actually something I do want to see more of on keeping up with the Kardashians. That's something I'd be interested in. Yeah, for sure. Well, that is Recap Rewind for January. Amazing. That was really good. It was fun to revisit a story that I haven't thought about in a really long time. Yeah, I'm interested to see what other rewind concepts we come up with. I found the first one really tough, but I think it'll be easier. Totally. And if people have any ideas for us, let us know and we'll take your suggestions. Yeah, always open to suggestions. Well, Tori, thank you so much. That was so much fun. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's it's cool to hear both of our perspectives on these. So I really enjoyed this. And yeah, everyone tune in to February's Recap Rewind. I dread to think what's going to happen in February. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If it was anything as wild as this past January, then we're in for a roller coaster. A hundred percent. 